Hello, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain, and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven-day-a-week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 175 of our trek, and yesterday we located the seven mile markers to boost your gratitude. Today, we will share additional details about the blessings of our first Thanksgiving. If you missed any of our days of the Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them or to read the daily journals. We are recording our podcast from our studios at home too in Charlotte, North Carolina. This episode is scheduled to be released on Sunday before Thanksgiving, and if things go according to plan once we return to the big house, most of the leaf harvest should be ended by today. I'll update you on the details once it is accomplished. Now this sinitis or the cold that I've been battling for over a week now is finally starting to wane, although it really has zapped me on my energy for this week, which is very unusual for me. I did speak with my brother Jack today, and his family has had the same type of cold, and he also mentioned about how it has really drained him of his energy. But it's good to know that soon I'll be back to normal, or at least what's normal for me. It is time to head out for our trek to today, and as we hike, it is time to remember all the blessings that are in our lives, and we want to look at how the first day of Thanksgiving was really established. I will share this story with us so we can remember, we can gain wisdom from it, and apply it to creating our own living legacy. So our story for today is, Remember the Blessings of the First Thanksgiving. This week, Americans across the country will sit down and devour their turkey dinner with all the trimmings and hopefully some pumpkin pie. Some will bow their head and say a humble thank you to God for all their blessings for the year, while others will just dive right in and eat. But regardless of your own family practices, most people agree that this is one of the country's most popular and enjoyable holidays. But how many of us really talk or know about the history of this particular holiday and what makes it so special and unique? So let's do that right now. Thanksgiving is the oldest national holiday and the only holiday in the United States decreed by a joint resolution of both houses of Congress and yearly proclamations by our president. Each proclamation having expressed gratitude to God, the only holiday of a religious nature that seems politically correct today. A holiday that can be celebrated without religious reservations by Jews, Christians, which includes Catholics and Protestants, Muslims, or for that matter followers of any religious practice in the United States. While there are a few other countries that have similar celebrations, Thanksgiving as we know it is a holiday observed in the United States that is truly unique. From the earliest days in school, we've heard the story about the first Thanksgiving. Having arrived in the United States after a very difficult sea voyage, which took much longer than expected, a group of 102 people, which included 44 men and 58 women and children, made their way to shore. It was on December 21st in the year of 1620, and the bitter cold of winter had already set in. They took shelter for the winter in a makeshift building that the men had gone ashore and built during the previous weeks. They had intended to land in Jamestown, Virginia, where there was already a settlement and where their friends and relatives were expecting them and had made arrangements for getting them settled in. But because of ship repairs and problems of navigation that resulted in them being considerably off course, and spending several extra weeks trying to find Virginia, the ship finally dropped anchor for the winter at Plymouth, Massachusetts, far north of their intended destination. These settlers had no place to stay or people to assist them. It was a grueling winter, and although the accounts differ slightly, apparently during the first winter, 49 people died. This included 22 of the men and a combination of 27 women and children. So when spring came, there were only 53 of the original group remaining. That included 22 men and a mixture of 31 women and children of different ages. 
Not only had weather and sickness made their winter very difficult to undergo, but different people had come to America for different reasons, which lended to their disagreements. Some were pilgrims seeking religious freedom, some were explorers seeking new frontiers, others who had gone astray and were seeking to avoid the long arm of the English law, and some were just looking for a new beginning in life. The sea captain and his crew had remained on the ship during the winter, and when the worst of the winter was over and it was safe to sail back to Europe, the captain offered to take any or all of the original passengers back to England. You would think, under the circumstances, there would have been at least a few of them that would have, perhaps reluctantly, taken up the opportunity to return home. But instead, everyone decided to remain in Plymouth, and in spite of their different backgrounds, they worked together to survive and to succeed. These early settlers made friends among the Native Americans who helped them get through the first winter. During the following spring and summer, the Native Americans helped them plant and harvest crops. Everything seemed to be going well, and when the fall came, they did have a bountiful harvest. In November of 1621, this small community, in spite of the hardships that they had endured, set aside three days to celebrate the blessings of the past year, especially the bountiful harvest. We refer to these people as the Pilgrims. Each year, when we celebrate our National Day of Thanksgiving, we commemorate those three days where the Pilgrims, joined by 90 of their Native American friends, found different ways of expressing their gratitude to God. After the first Thanksgiving, different colonies and states periodically observed Thanksgiving of their own for one reason or another. It was not until 1789, though, that there was a presidential proclamation making Thanksgiving a national day of celebration for our country. It was in that year that George Washington declared a national day of Thanksgiving in honor of the new Constitution. And in 1795, Washington declared another national day of Thanksgiving out of gratitude for the overall welfare of our young country. And during the 1800s, several of the individual states paused to thank God on special occasions. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed a proclamation declaring that there should be a national day of Thanksgiving on the last day of November. And although there were no law requiring a national day of Thanksgiving, every president since Lincoln declared the national day of Thanksgiving in the fall of the year. Except for a few early deviations, every president after Lincoln proclaimed the last Thursday in November as the date of Thanksgiving. On December 26, 1941, a law passed by both houses of the United States Congress and signed by President Roosevelt settled the matter. It was set that the fourth Thursday in November as a federal legal holiday of Thanksgiving to be observed annually from there on. So this week, when you're observing Thanksgiving with your family and friends, take some time to remember the rich history of this very popular holiday, focusing on your blessings of this past year, which has always been the purpose of our Thanksgiving holiday. And even if you have personally had a very difficult year, just remember that, in spite of the terrible hardships that the original pilgrims suffered, they found reason enough to be thankful to celebrate for three days. And since then, there have been years of wars, famine, dust bowls, depressions, and so forth. Yet, our nation has always found reasons to celebrate Thanksgiving. We can all find reasons to be thankful this year. Paul tells us in his letter to the church in Ephesus, chapter 6, verse 20, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And also King David wrote in Psalms 100 verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. So let's remember this story of thanksgiving this year, and then establish your own stories of thanksgiving to be shared with your family. Encourage your family and friends to join us each day, and come along with us for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. 
Tomorrow we will continue our focus on how wise it is to be thankful in a series of short and inspiring stories. That will finish our podcast for today. Remember to listen to your daily dose of wisdom each day on wisdom-trek.com or subscribe on one of the popular social media channels. And also, please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person, and invite them to come along with us each day. If you'd like to be added to our weekly email update for Wisdom Trek, just text the word WISDOM to 44222 on your phone, and you will receive a message asking for your email address. It's very quick and easy to do. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly or fully, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.